program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls and call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Oh, talk about it. Let's talk. Let's chill. Let's grill. Let's do whatever it takes to make sure that we do not remember that it's only the 12th day into the year. Yes, today is Wednesday, January the 12th of 2022. Yeah, you already know it is the 12th day because I just said that. And, of course, there's only 353 days left to go. Hopefully, everything is good and grand wherever the hell you're at. Um, Hopefully, it's not too cold and definitely not too hot, depending on what side of the planet you're on, um, depending on what exactly you have going on. Anyways, we are broadcasting live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida, and coming across the multiverse known as Safety FM. And we are hanging out with our friends, partners, and colleagues at that other place that we do all kinds of stuff with. Radio Big. Oh, yes, good old Radio Big, as we're doing some things there. So, anyways, let's start talking right away about the things that we have going on. Um, Let's see. We are a show that talks about the news. We bring in some professional broadcasters. We do our gig And then we kind of jump in, jump out, move around, and all that kind of fun stuff. But we like to start off with talking about what is going on inside of the world of the trends. And if you definitely missed the first one, we're definitely going to probably need to talk about this at some point. Rand Paul was trending on Tuesday as the senator went toe-to-toe with Dr. Anthony Fauci about the federal response to COVID-19. That was part of what was trending yesterday. Maya Angelou uh, landed on Twitter's top 10 after becoming the first black woman to appear on the U.S. quarter. Freddie Mercury was trending as Twitter users weigh in on who they sh- who they think should have named the Barstool Sports list of the top 10 male singers of all time. Check out, um, we'll check that out a little bit later as we are talking. Um, also, hashtag uh, things you should have never refused was trending Tuesdays. Uh, tweets included free money, facts, COVID vaccine, kindness, big bucks, treats, um, and an offer from your godfather and coffee. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes in life, it seems like some offers come about that you don't really expect. And some of them seem to have a giant price tag on them if there's something that you're willing to actually take forward um, from there. Anyway, so let's start talking about some of the things that are going on in in regards of the fiction and nonfiction categories of the New York Times bestsellers list. Because, you know, it's Wednesday. We need to talk about this. 
Right now, um, in the fiction category, The Judge List by John Grisham, uh, Annihilation Road by Christine Feeman at number four. At number three, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. At number two, Ferity. Yes, that's Ferity by Colin Hoover. And at number one in the fiction category is Ends With Us by Colin Hoover. Hey, talk about that back-to-back number two and number one by the same person. That's kind of nice. Okay, at number five in the nonfiction category is Storyteller by David Grohl. Uh, the Body Keeps the Score by Bezel Van Dort. Click! <laughs> number three, uh, The Year of Magical Thinking by Joan Dillon. At number two, Will with Will Smith and Mark Manson. And in the number one spot, according to the nonfiction category for the for the New York Times bestsellers list, is the 1619 Project, edited by Nicholas Hannah-Jones, Caitlin Roper, and Jake Silverman. So there you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. That is what's going on. So did you see the Ron Paul and Fauci... Um, back and forth from yesterday if you did not i will tell you it is definitely a sight to be seen um if you have not seen it so maybe maybe we talk about that or maybe we show it i mean i don't know it's always uh some interesting stuff on when you take a look around on the things that are going on and then it becomes that other thing that right away that we start talking about is are we becoming a political show, which we definitely are not, but it's definitely one of those things that we start going, hmm, this is something now that we could probably be talking about or showing anything, something regarding politics twice in less than a week, which is kind of out of our, um, kind of out of our privy, out of how we do, how do we do things. So maybe, 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 maybe we can just go in here and say, baby, 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 oh, um, so maybe let's do that. Let's do that this morning. We'll start off with this, and then we'll go into some feature story news afterwards. So let's take a look. Um, let's not do full screen, but definitely let's do um, some some Google, some Google um, on what is going on. So we'll take a look at this together and go from there. Dangerous. Central planning, whether it be of the economy or of science, is risky because of the fallibility of the planner. It would not be so catastrophic if the planner were simply one physician in Peoria, then the mistakes would only affect that physician's patients, the people who chose that physician. But when the planner is a government official, like yourself, who rules by mandate, the errors are compounded and become much more harmful. A planner who believes he is the science leads to an arrogance that justifies, in his mind, using government resources to smear and to destroy the reputations of other scientists who disagree with them. In an email exchange with Dr. Collins, you conspire, and I quote here directly from the email, to create a quick and devastating published takedown of three prominent epidemiologists from Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. Apparently there's a lot of fringe epidemiologists at Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. And you quote in the email that they were from Dr. Collins, and you, you agree that they are fringe. And immediately there's this takedown effort. A published takedown, though, you know, doesn't exactly conjure up the image of a dispassionate scientist. Instead of engaging them on the merits, you and Dr. Collins sought to smear them as fringe and take them down. And not in journals, in lay press. This is not only antithetical to the scientific method, it's the epitome of cheap politics, and it's reprehensible, Dr. Fauci. Do you really think it's appropriate 
to use your $420,000 salary to attack scientists that disagree with you? The, the email you're referring to was an email of Dr. Collins to me. If you look at the email that you responded to and hurried up and said, I can do it, I can do it. We got something in Wired no, magazine. No, no, no. I think in you usual did. fashion, Senator, you are distorting everything about me. Did you First ever object all, to Dr. Collins's characterization of them as friends? Did you write back to Dr. Collins and say, no, they're not friends, they're esteemed scientists, and it would be beneath I, me I did not do that? You responded to him that you would do it, and you immediately got an article yeah, in Wired, you, and you sent it back to him and said, hey, look, I've got him. I nailed him in Wired of all scientific publications. That's not publications. what went on. You there did. you go again. That you was just do the same thing every hearing. That was your response. And so, this, wasn't, so, this wasn't the only time. So your desire to take you're down people. You're absolutely incorrect. As usual, Senator, you no. are incorrect. Almost everything you well, said. Well, no, you deny. You deny. Right. But the emails tell the truth of this. No. This wasn't the only time. Your desire to take down those who disagree with you didn't stop with Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. You conspired with Peter Daszak, who you communicated with privately, and other members of the scientific community that wrote opinion pieces for Nature, Five of them signed a, a paper for Nature, an opinion piece. Seventeen signed a paper that called it conspiracy theory, the idea that the virus could have originated right. in the lab. Do you think words like conspiracy theory should be in a scientific paper? Senator, I never used that word when I was referring to it. You're distorting virtually everything. Did you communicate with the five scientists who wrote the opinion piece in Nature? Were they... We're describing, oh, this, there's no way this could that have come from, was from not the lab. me. What did I you did, talk with any of those see, scientists but privately? You keep, the, you keep the story you? the truth. It is, it is stunning talk, how you, you do talk that? to any of the scientists privately yes. who wrote the opinion? You did. Well, what were they telling you privately? Well, let me explain. You know you're going back to that original discussion when I brought together a group of people to look at every possibility with an open mind. So you, not only are you distorting it, you were completely turning it around. As were most you of the scientists do. that came to you privately, did they come to you privately and say, no way this came from the lab? Or was their initial impression, Dr. Gary and Dr. others that were involved, was their initial impression actually that it looked very suspicious for a virus you know, that came from a lab? Senator, we are here at a committee to look at a, a virus now that has killed almost 900,000 people. And the purpose of the committee was to try and get things out, how we can help to get the American public. And you keep coming back to personal attacks on me that have absolutely no relevance to reality. Do you think anybody has had more influence let, over let our me response finish. to this than you have? Do you Madam think it's a great Chair, success? I, Do you think it's a great success what's happened well, so far? Do you think you, the lockdowns are good for our kids? Do you think we slowed down the death rate? More people have died now under President Biden than did under President Trump. You are the one responsible. You are the architect. You are the lead architect for the response from the government. Right. And now 800,000 people have died. Right. Do you think it's a, a winning success what you've advocated for government? Um, Senator, first of all, <clears throat> if you look at everything that I said, you accuse me of in a monolithic way telling people what they need to do. Everything that I've said has been in support of the CDC guidelines. Wear a mask, get boosted. And you've advocated to make it coercive take, and take done a look at course, everything and you've advocated that I said. to be done by mandate. Right. You've, you've advocated that your infallible opinion be dictated by law. Right. 
So again, Madam Chair, I would like just a couple of minutes because right. this, th this happens all the time. You personally attack me and with absolutely not a shred of evidence of anything you say. So I would like to make something clear to the committee. He's doing this for political reasons. What you need to do is he said in front of this committee. You think your takedown of three was, prominent was epidemiologists was not political? You, you don't want me that to finish, but you know what I'm going to say. Senator, that was the question. Senator, were you political in taking down this, these three point, prominent epidemiologists? Senator Paul, if you would please, um, I'm going to allow this, uh, the, Dr. Fauci to respond. We have a number of senators no. who would like to ask questions, and I would like him to be able to respond. Please do so. So the last time we had a committee of the time before he was accusing me of being responsible for the death of five, four to five million people, which is really irresponsible. And I say, why is he doing that? There are two reasons why that's really bad. The first is it distracts from what we're all trying to do here today is get our arms around the epidemic and the pandemic that we're dealing with, not something imaginary. Number two, what happens when he gets out and accuses me of things that are completely untrue is that all of a sudden that kindles the crazies out there and I have life that threats upon my life, harassments of my family and my children with obscene phone calls because people are lying about me. Now, you know, I guess you could say, well, that's the way it goes. I can take the hit. Well, it, it, it makes a difference. Because as some of you may know, just about three or four weeks ago on December 21st, a person was arrested who was on their way from Sacramento to Washington, D.C. at a speed stop in Iowa. And they asked, the police asked him where he was going, and he was going to Washington, D.C. to kill Dr. Fauci. And they found in his car an AR-15 and multiple magazines of ammunition because he thinks that maybe I'm killing people. So I ask myself, wh why would Senator want to do this? So go to Rand Paul website and you see fire Dr. Fauci with a little box that says contribute here. You can do $5, $10, $20, $100. So you are making a catastrophic epidemic for your political gain. So the you only have thing politically that, the only attacked thing your can, colleagues uh, and in a politically reprehensible the way attacked yeah, their reputation. Okay, you won't we, defend it. No, you won't well, argue it. I'm You'll sorry, just simply turn we're going around to the continue attack. Continue this hearing. We yeah. have a number of questions yeah. from just other senators. One, one more minute, please. Well, Dr. My, Fauci, I, I really appreciate your response, but we do have a number of, of questions from senators, and we do have a second round, and I'm being asked to make sure that we, everybody has their time. So thank you. Thank you very much for allowing me, Madam Chair. Okay. Okay, so Murphy. there you go. Thank you, um, Some interesting things for sure in that particular end of the world. So I don't. I know some people are not going to love that. Uh, some people will be okay with it, but definitely something out of the ordinary that you get to hear here. Um, but interesting twist of events. Get this is the great part about it. You'll get to make your opinion on whatever the hell you thought was right and whatever the hell you thought was wrong. That's the fantastic part of it. I'll just present it to you in the way that it's there. Anyways, let's get into some feature story news because it is 16 out past the top of the hour. Here is the news on the Rising Our Safety Show. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Ollie Barrett.
Novak Djokovic says there were mistakes on his immigration forms when he tried to enter Australia. He's also admitted to meeting a journalist in December despite having tested positive for COVID-19. Djokovic is still hoping to play in the Australian Open next week after his visa was initially revoked on arrival. Boris Johnson faces a Prime Minister's questions grilling on whether he attended a party at Downing Street during 2020's first UK lockdown. Around 30 people were reportedly at the event in the Number 10 Garden in May 2020, including the Prime Minister. Downing Street so far declined to confirm or deny the reports as an independent investigation continues into claims of a series of rule-breaking gatherings. Charlie Williams from the COVID-19 Bereaved Families for Justice group says the allegations are shocking. This is a government who's meant to be leading our country in the middle of a crisis. This is a Prime Minister who who looked us in the eye and assured us he has done absolutely everything possible to keep our country safe. It's an absolute betrayal. India's top scientific advisor says everybody in the country could be infected with the Omicron variant. In large cities, the number of people currently infected is around one in five, according to data. Ishan Gurg reports from New Delhi. Head of the Scientific Advisory Committee, Dr. Jayaprakash Muliyil, says Omicron's spread is unprecedented in India. At this rate, he believes most people in the country will catch the infection in the next few months. He says since many may be asymptomatic or mildly symptomatic, the true prevalence of the strain may only be determined in a later seroprevalence survey. But there are already worrying signs as several large cities are battling with the spread. But relatively lower hospitalization numbers are offering hope. Some experts say a booster may not be necessary for all and that authorities should focus on fully vaccinating the 300 million people. Others say boosters may further reduce the risk of hospitalizations. Ishan Garg, New Delhi. Dutch athletes competing in the upcoming Beijing Winter Olympics have been told to leave their phones and laptops at home to avoid being spied on. That's according to Dutch media reports. Patrick Fock reports from Beijing. According to Dutch newspaper De Volkskrant, the advice to athletes and other support staff coming to Beijing not to bring any personal devices with them was part of a range of measures proposed by the Dutch Olympic Committee. It's aimed at countering any possible interference by Chinese state agents. A spokesperson for the Dutch Olympic Committee said cybersecurity was part of the risk assessment made for the Games, but Hurt Slot declined to share any further specifics. The Dutch team will be given unused devices in China to protect their personal data from Chinese surveillance, according to the report by De Volkskrant. Patrick Fock, Beijing. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks, looking in more detail today at the parlous state of the aviation industry. Heathrow Airport disclosed yesterday that more than half a million passengers cancelled their Christmas flights in the UK as the Omicron variant rapidly spread. That erased hopes of a Yuletide recovery for the sector, and travel industry executives say uncertainty over COVID-19 testing requirements and shifting travel restrictions are adding to their anxiety about the year ahead. John Holland Kay is Heathrow's chief executive. He says it's very hard to forecast how rapidly the aviation sector will recover. Our best view is that we will get to about 45 million passengers this year. So um, that's a doubling of, more than doubling of what we saw last year. So that's a, a very significant growth, but still a long way from being fully recovered. It could get worse than that, of course. Um, We may well see further um, variants of concern coming out, which will mean that 
we'll see borders being closed once more. What we are seeing is it's quite peaky. Very few people travel in January. It really comes back to um, the, the few people who can get away. And, of course, business travellers. But even they are reluctant to fly when there's a concern that they might not be allowed back into the country. And he says Heathrow normally would have seen 7 million people passing through the airport over Christmas. But last month, fewer than half that number walked its halls. I'm Simon Marks. To recap the top stories, Novak Djokovic says there were mistakes on his immigration forms when he tried to enter Australia. Boris Johnson faces a Prime Minister's questions grilling on whether he attended a rule-breaking party at Downing Street. India's top scientific advisers warning everyone in the country could be infected with the Omicron variant. And Dutch athletes for the Beijing Winter Olympics have reportedly been told to leave their phones at home to avoid being spied on. That's the latest feature story news. Oli Barrett reporting. Never knew you cared about. Rated R Safety Show. These days it can be hard to find and hire the right candidates for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs made it easier to find the people that you want to talk to faster and for free. I have to tell you, even before they ever became a sponsor here on Safety FM, we have used LinkedIn Jobs to help find the people that we have here on Safety FM. It's an easy service to use. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. Focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience and use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified candidates. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash safetyfm. That's linkedin.com slash safetyfm to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. And don't forget to mention that Jay Allen sent you. Hey, are you tired of hanging around and talking about safety in a boring kind of format? Well, I got something for you. If you haven't hung out with us yet at safetyfm.com, I'm going to encourage you to do so. Yeah, if you come out to Safety FM, you can come hang out with all kinds of safety professionals. Some are safety professionals. Some are just people that are talking about safety. But we want to do it in a format that makes it fun and entertaining. If you're kind of trying to figure out what the FM portion is, well, we're a radio station and also a podcast network. You can come out, hang out, listen to my show, The Jay Allen Show. You can listen to Todd Conklin with the pre Accident Investigation, Blaine J. Hoffman with the Safety Pro, The Hop Nerd, Sam Goodman, just to name a few on what could be found on the station. Different things for different people trying to bring safety in an entertaining form. SafetyFM.com. Go to the website, download the app, and carry it with you all day long. SafetyFM.com. We'll be waiting for you. Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008. He really likes to be around people. I get out my mat and I'm doing a downward dog and he's underneath. He's quite the pug about town. He gets invited to a lot of parties. He knows he's a pretty big deal. Look at this little face. I do not love him. 
Hamilton the Pug, Instagram star, and Shelter Pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. So you see, son, good manners are important. Should I go through it again? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open, don't speak with your mouth full, keep your elbows off the table. Share your things, play nice, and generally treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But two minutes twice a day, making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. I'm a retired school psychologist, and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. I don't know if that is a benefit or if it's a, it's a hindrance. Anyways, 26 minutes past the top of the hour, hanging out on Radio Big, hanging out on Safety FM. This is the Rated R Safety Show, just in case if you were wondering. Anyways, let's start getting into the world side of the news because that is always importante as you and I hang out on this lovely day, lovely day. Anyways, I'm just in some world of the news real quick. Pete Davison says that Bob Saget helped him through some rough mental health stuff. In an Insta post, Davidson wrote and said when he was younger and throughout their friendship, Saget, quote, stayed on the phone with my mom for hours trying to help in any way that he could. Connecting with us through some different doctors and new and new things that we can try. He would check on me and make sure that I was okay. He ended by writing, I love you, Bob. It was an honor to know you. The world is still reminiscing about the passing of Bob Saget that did occur over the weekend. So that is what we're talking about right now. So as I will mention this now, because it is always important to talk about, I want to tell you about my friends at the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Whether you have struggled with suicide yourself or have lost a loved one, know that you're not alone. Hear about personal experiences in your local communities of people whose lives have been impacted by suicide and depression. To find out more information, all you have to do is go to AFSP.org. That is AFSP.org or call 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255 or text the word TALK to 741741 you can even text the word euphoria to 741741 seriously just so you know that anyways let's get into some other things that are going on inside of the world because this is always some of the interesting stuff that we get to talk about and i think because you know we're already kind of running and hanging and banging and all that kind of fun stuff it's time to do this 
Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. So let's talk about it. If you saw the titling, depending on where you were hanging, you might have seen that this sucker today was actually titled The Barrier. Because here's what happens, as you know, as we go through our professional career, especially for us who hang out inside of the safety world, we get to have sometimes barriers in place with some of the things that we do. And you go, what? What What are you talking about? So let's think about this for just a brief moment as we're hanging. When we start talking and when we start taking a look at some of the safety departments that are out there, Where do you report to? Seriously, like, where do you go? Like, do you go into operations? Do you go into HR? Do you go into legal? Where is it that um, your wheelhouse is found? I asked this question because here's what comes about, by the way. Most of the times, we would like to have the perfect world where we would report directly to the CEO. Seriously, the safety department should report to the CEO. But most of the times, there are barriers in between that. And I think that it's an interesting aspect. And one can, you know, argue, depending on where you you view this, of that we should either go directly to the CEO or we should go into finance. And some people will go, why finance? Because let's just be realistic. Finance is probably one of the most black and white sections in the whole organization. It's it's there or it's not. It's black or it's white. There is no gray area when it comes to that. But sometimes what ends up taking place is we'll go into the HR wheelhouse. We'll go into the operations wheelhouse where it becomes extremely difficult from time to time to get everything to work. Now, keep in mind that HR, and some people don't like me saying this, but that's okay, is there to protect the company. Sometimes I think people get that mixed up. Uh, But that's the sole reason for the human resource department is to protect the company, even though it is called human resources. Don't ask. I know. Very confusing. And sometimes when we start talking about this and say, well, it's okay. Well, no, because sometimes what ends up taking place is that the policy of the safety department does not coincide of what human resources has going on. Look at it from the standpoint that a lot of it revolves around that human resources wants to say that they are pro-people. They are pro on what is going on. But some of the safety things, safety items, safety policy, safety procedures do not match with human resources. Now, the other thing, and it's when we're in business, let's just be realistic, profit and profitability is very important. So when you start going into operations and all of a sudden you say we need to have a stand down, using that as an example, well, what happens right away? A stand down, even though it might have a cost benefit or even a benefit of not hurting, killing, or injuring someone, sometimes operation doesn't look at it that way because all of a sudden now it is cost cutting. It is going to cost me something for stopping the operation. Now, listen, I am not saying that people out there are evil because that could be very confusing right away. Duh. But I want there to be an aspect of understanding here that companies are in business to make a profit. Think about it. 
I mean, it's not like it's a nonprofit. And even though there are some nonprofits that are in business to make a profit, but think about that for a moment. If organizations were out there just to help the, the greater good of the community, they wouldn't care so much about profits. And I know some people are not going to like that. But also at the same time as well, they're in business to make money. So if you report into operations and all of a sudden it's, hey, let's stop. Let's stop doing what we're doing because we have X issue. How do you think that's going to go? So reporting directly into the CEO or reporting directly into finance has a different appeal. If we, if you talk to somebody in finance and you say, if we incorporate this, this is what happens. Now, here's where some people get hung up. Most of the times, the people inside of the C-suite will tell you, will tell you straight. If I had to earn my chair here, why don't you? So... Having a business understanding helps you as you move forward. Now, we can talk about this barrier thing and say, hey, there's so many other aspects of life that there is a barrier to me to be able to get what I want, and this person could potentially be in the way. Yes, I get it. I get it. I get it. I understand it. But that's not what we're talking about right now. What we're talking about is barriers in what we do for work. The barrier is there for a reason. Now, I get it that there are some organizations that they have top-level management that have a lot of people report to one person, and they want you limited because if it is the CEO that you are reporting directly to, well, you have to understand, you can't have everybody report to the CEO. So this is why some of these limitations occur. So if you're able to have the conversation, if you're able to have the discussion of where should I be reporting? Finance sounds like a very good area to be able to do so. And I think for the most part, at least most of the organizations that I've been to, you're able to have that discussion with the finance department where they understand what you're trying to accomplish because you can show it to them. You can say, hey, here's the idea. This is the cost. This is the benefit. And yeah, they're heavy on return on investment, but they also understand that if there needs to be a quote unquote stop work, they know what to do. Now, and we, I'm sure we could have a whole argument and discussion about stop work because I don't think anybody's going to say, hey, if I would have known this was going to happen, I wouldn't have stopped work. I mean, that's, that's a whole other story probably for a different day. But think about this. Think about all these things that we're incorporating this morning and talking about and how they'll work. Is the barrier true inside of your organization? Think about it. Why is that barrier there? Shouldn't there be a level of discussion that the higher-ups know exactly what is occurring. Maybe we'll share a story someday about some of the pushback that I used to get at some of the organizations that I worked for. There are always some fun tells. Seriously, and that's not a joke. Oops! What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to Real Safety Talk on Safety FM. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the home of Real Safety Talk. You're listening to Safety FM. We'll be right back. It's always amazing to me on how technology changes and so does the environment that we're in. And cyber criminals will do everything they can to take advantage of a system. If you don't own a home, you have nothing to fear about what I'm about to tell you. 
But if you own a home like me and you don't guard it with home title lock, you're inviting home title fraud. One of the fastest growing crimes. Cyber thieves around the world know our home values are sky high at the moment, and that makes us a target. The crime is scary simple. Let me explain it to you real quick. A cyber thief simply forges your name on a property cell form and refiles it. That's it. Now he or she is on the deed of your home and you have no idea that you're a victim. Then the person takes out a loan on your home and vanishes, vanishes you to vanishes, prove to the police vanishes. that you didn't commit bank fraud. Home title locks put a virtual barrier around your home title. The instant they detect any kind of tampering or anybody messing around, they help shut it down. Look, if you have equity in your home, you need to guard it the best way that you can. Some people might even go as far as guarding it with their life. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you already are a victim. And enter the code RADIO. That's R-A-D-I-O. That's the code RADIO for 30 days free of protection. That's code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. People been saying to your friend, get a different face. And posting on their feed, they're super ugly. The things they say to them online are cruel and they're not true. So tell your friend, I'll stand up for you. Don't worry, I know what to do. Know someone being bullied online? You can be a witness and make a difference by letting the world know it isn't cool. And by letting your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. How about playing something different? Hmm, what's that? Haven't you ever heard beer being brewed before? You're kidding, what kind of beer? Budweiser, of course. You wanted something different, didn't you? Listen to this. That was choices, hops, rice, and best barley malt being blended to make Budweiser. Go on. That's beechwood aging with natural carbonation. No other American brewer does it. Gosmore takes a lot longer, too. That's people saying it's worth it. <laughs> that was kind of light and happy. Sure. That was a cold golden Budweiser being poured right down the middle of the glass. What was that? Uh, that's the only sad note in the whole number. Means all the Budweiser's gone. Better get another case right away. That Bud, that's beer. Okay, there you go. 40 minutes past the top of the hour. I'm in dad's only daughter. This is Better Not Bitter by King Sis. This song's readily available on Spotify and iTunes. 
you can take a listen and a groove and a move to it if you want to. Thank you to King Sis for allowing us to play this one on the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, there you go. There you go. A lot of stuff going on inside of the world. Keep in mind, callinradio.com is the best way to communicate with us, just in case you're wondering how to do so. So callinradio.com will get you directly in, and we can get you directly out (laughs) all in one giant swoop. Anyway, so let's continue talking about some things that are going on. As you are probably aware, we are behind, behind. I got a lot of things that I owe you, and we're going to start... Uh, you know, we're going to start grooving and moving through these things right now. Let's get some market beat with John Smalls right away. Here's your market beat minute for Wednesday, January 12th, 2022. Equities went on a bit of a wild ride Tuesday, first falling, then moving higher later in the day. The NASDAQ composite led the day with a gain greater than 10% as tech bounced back. The caveat is that interest rates are still going to rise so the threat posed to the tech sector remains. In other news, FOMC Chief Jerome Powell indicated to Congress his commitment to raising interest rates in order to combat inflation. The CPI data comes out today and will be the driving force of the market. The market already expects to see consumer inflation accelerate on a year-over-year basis. The only question is, by how much? If the data comes in much hotter than expected, it will accelerate the market's timeline for rate hikes, if not the FOMC's. You can get the inside track from Wall Street's brightest minds delivered directly to your inbox every day at MarketBeatMinute.com. Okay, thank you, Johnny Smalls, for that one. So let's talk about what some things that are going on inside of the world of the news. Let's have some doggy talk here. Dogs don't speak English, but they do know when to switch from one language to another, according to a study. Since family dogs are um, exposed to continuous flow of human speech throughout their lives, researchers in Hungary conducted that they call the first research showing that non-human brains can distinguish between languages. They took an MRI brain scan of 18 dogs while they were playing audio experts of the Little Prince in two different languages. The team also scrambled versions of the book passages to test if the dogs could tell the difference between actual speech and gibberish. Uh, the scientists found that the dogs indeed recognize these changes. However, it doesn't appear that the dogs' brains have the preference when it comes to hearing a speech or non-speech sounds. One of the study co-authors said that dogs' brains, like human brains, can distinguish between speech and non-speech, but where's humans' brains especially turned to speech? Dog brains can may simply detect the, the naturalness of the sound, which is great for me in case we ever go to Arkansas. This isn't news to me, though, but I'm pretty sure that my pup can walk a car um, and bacon um, and do stuff in four to five different languages. So what what they're saying here is that the dog understands what I'm saying to him and normally on a normal day on Saturday night uh, after last call. So, you know, it's, it's, it's important stuff. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. So as we take a look around and talk about tourist traps, let's talk about this. You know, everybody plans to travel. Everybody wants to do something. But let's talk about this. Just six months after opening, London's newest tourist attraction has shut its doors. The much... uh, 
the more derided uh, Marble Arch Mound, which cost about $8.2 million, closed on Sunday after being the source of widespread mockery on social media since July. The mound, which is outside, looked like, well, a massive grass mound with stairs. Um, had um, promised sweeping greenery, unique views of the city, light exhibition inside as part of the planned smarter, greener future for the area. But when it opened, visitors were shocked to discover that the elements that attract were clearly um, unfinished. With scaffolding still visible, lush greenery had um, been promised was so was solely lacking. And the news, although 130 steps slight, slightly um, were described as underwhelming, how to, how will you close? How how do you close a hill? I mean, that's one thing to think about. So I don't know. So does it mean that it's closed forever, or does it mean that it's closed for it to be fixed? Who the hell knows? Nowadays, so there you go. The leaders of a Turkish um, has ordered that. Davarso Gas Crater be extinguished. The crater is um, referred to as a tour as, by the tourists as the door to hell because it's an incredibly ominous burning pit. More than 50 years ago, Soviet scientists were on the hunt for oil in the region when it um, rigged collapse. Worried that the dangerous gases would be released into the atmosphere, the team set the light um, through the natural gas reserves would burn off in a few weeks. But the crater, 69 meters wide and 30 meters deep, is still burning hot, hot, baby, and bright as ever. The temperature is reaching over 1,000 Celsius. The landmark is um, Hidden Deek in the Kakarum Desert. It is easy to get to. Um, yeah, it is easy to get to. Just wanted to make sure that you understand that. But then when you stop the steady steam of um, curious visitors, there you go. So ha, so now the Turkish leaders has ordered that the gas crater be closed due to the environmental and economic concerns. So if you're still interested in visiting the door to hell, I'll be happy to invite you to, well, I shouldn't say this because I actually like my mother-in-law, but my mother-in-law's house for next Christmas. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Really, I shouldn't probably say my mother-in-law. I should probably say my mother's house. Maybe that would probably be more fitting. Anyway, so here you go. Tesla and chill, perhaps an effort um, to better emulate, emulating the driving styles of their customers. Car manufacturer Tesla has added chill and assertive self-driving modes. Assertive um, uh, setting is designed to follow other cars more closely um, changing lanes more frequently not to leave the passing uh, not to leave uh, the passing lane and perform rolling stops it should be pointed out that the cyber behavior here by humans is often discouraged by safety groups but the other hand it can uh, sometimes be safer than for uh, automated system to be more assertive like a human driver rather than being overly cautious according to at least the safety one safety expert as you might imagine chill mode features a slower acceleration relaxed braking less aggressive driving in general tesla 3 um, driving profiles chills average and assertive were first added by the company in october's update the update was quickly pulled because of other issues but the driving profiles feature has not now been restored i'm holding out for road rage options so when that one comes about maybe we can talk see if there's an option for bmw can never offer because no bmw driver is ever going to pick anything other than assertive um and when they're coming out with the um afford mode let me know for sure because i'm definitely in at that point 
We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. We do our safety show. So there you go. There you go. A lot of fun stuff right away. So I think we're going to drop in and we're going to hang with some John Smalls one more time with some Motivation Minute. The Motivation Minute is courtesy of insurancechicken.com. Today's quote has been submitted by Jay. Charles Darwin said, It's not the strongest of the species that survive, nor the most intelligent, but the one most responsive to change. I like that. I'm not on the same page as Darwin on everything, but I still appreciate this quote, Jay. Change is super important. I've worked in the radio industry now in four different decades. When I started, we used records and carts in the studio. Now, most of that's on computers. Some people embraced that change, but I also know some who rejected that change. Sadly, there are some super talented people who no longer work in the radio industry. This has been today's Motivation Minute, courtesy of insurancechicken.com. They're known for insurance quotes. I'm John Small. Thanks for listening. Your favorite motivational quotes can be submitted for upcoming programs at motivationminute.org. Your Wellness Minute is brought to you by allwasamorgan.com. We often hear about different ways of reducing stress and importance of avoiding elevated cortisol. But exactly why is it so important to maintain cortisol in check when it comes to weight management? Normal levels of cortisol are released when you wake up in the morning or exercise. In small doses, this hormone can heighten memory, enhance your immune system, and lower sensitivity to pain. However, in high doses, as during acute stress, cortisol suppresses immune system, sends false hunger signals to your brain, and makes your body respond as if it was under a threat, which leads to shutdown of less critical functions, such as digestion. Maintaining low stress levels is essential for optimal function of systems in your body and is conducive to faster metabolism and facilitation of your wellness goals. For additional resources, check out alessamorgan.com. Hello, I'm Richard Exley with your one-minute devotion. I hate feeling helpless. When a crisis arises, I'm going to do something, anything to resolve it. Unfortunately, there are some situations beyond our control. In times like that, we often feel powerless. Our feelings are real. They're not necessarily accurate. We may feel powerless, but we are not. The simple gift of our presence is a comfort beyond words and a source of spiritual and emotional strength. If you've ever had a friend stand beside you when you faced an impossible situation, you know what I mean. Galatians 6 says, carry each other's burdens in this way. Fulfill the law of Christ. Lord Jesus, help us strengthen those who are hurting. In your holy name we pray. Amen. If these devotions are a blessing and an encouragement to you, you can subscribe at OneMinuteDevotion.com. You are listening to something magical. <laughs> You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Oh, there you go. 51 minutes past the top of the hour as you and I are hanging, doing what we're doing here together. So that's always important. Anyways, let's talk about did you know real quick during the... During the period of November the 2019 to November 2021, the uses of English swear words increased by 41% on 
Facebook and 27% on Twitter. We're not so sure if this includes acronyms or not, because that could be um, a whole other conversation as well as we are talking about that. So just think, give that some thought as you're thinking about some different things today in, in that particular regards. Anyways, no winner for Monday night's Powerball drawing. Tonight's drawing will be for $38 million jackpot or $26.4 million cash payout. Um, so take a listen to this Barstool release, a statistical, statistical list of the top 10 male singers of all time. Statistical. So let's talk about this. Number 10, Bob Dylan, number nine, Chase Hudson, number three or number eight. Wow. There you go. Uh, Stevie wonder, number seven, Ryan Cabrera, number six, Adam Lambert, number five, Otis Redding, number four, Frank Sinatra. Uh, number three, Jesse McCarthy, and number two, Michael Jackson. And at the number one spot, number one spot, Elvis Presley. What do you think? What do you think? Do you think that it was real? Do you think that it was, uh, you know, some fakey fakies there on what they were doing? I don't know. I, I'm sure that that will bring up a lot of people saying a lot of things in regards of what they thought about it. Because um, I'm sure that there have to be, it has to be using satire. It cannot be based on stats. There's just no way, no way, no way, no way, Jose. But hey, what do I know? I'm just calling it as it is, and we'll go from there. Anyways, let's continue talking about some other things that are going on inside of the world before we get you out of here. 53 minutes into the hour. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. What do we got on this other side? Um, let's talk about some things that happened back on this date. Back in 1995, O.J. Simpson's murder trial begins in Los Angeles. The former NFL star was accused of killing his ex-wife, Nicole Brown Simpson, and her friend, Ron Goldman. That trial started, like I said, back on this day in 1995. So there you go. Anyways, let's talk about some birthdays real quick. Zon Malik turns 29. Jana Duggar, 32. Dean Nan Nicole Cortez, 35. Issa Rezzi, 37. Rachel Harris, 54. Rob Zombie, 57. Jeff Bezos, 58. Hold on. You're telling me there's a difference of one year between Rob Zombie and Jeff Bezos? I did not know that. And then, of course, today, um, also Christy Alley turned 71. And then the big win for today, turning 68 years of age, the king of all media himself, Howard Stern. So there you go. That's what's going on inside of the birthdays for today. If you're looking for a reason to celebrate, let's talk about those real quick because I got some. National Curried Chicken Day, National Kiss of Ginger Day, National Pharmacist Day, Feast of Fabulous Wild Men Day, National Hot Tea Day, and National Take the Stairs Day. So there you go. There's a combination of things that you could actually um, do inside of the world as we are speaking if you're looking for a reason to celebrate today. What do we got here? What do we got? Dr. Fauci, welcome to the world of safety. How many of us safety people have had threats against our lives, especially back in the day? It used to be an everyday thing. That's a scary thing. That's a scary thing there, Jim. From Safety Wars. Thanks for popping in there inside of the box as we are speaking this morning. Anyways, let's get us into some other things real quick before we get you out of here. Because I know that time is of the essence as we are speaking. 
So let's continue going real quick. Uh, let's talk about some whack facts real quick. Earth is the closest to the sun in January. The southern hemisphere typically has a milder winters than the northern hemisphere because it's less land and more maritime climate. Every winter, at least one uh, septillion, that's followed by 24 zeros, knows the crystal fall from the sky. The average snowflake falls about three miles per hour. One inch of snow will produce just less than one-tenth of an inch of water when melted. There are at least one instance of identical snowflakes. In 1988, two snowflakes collected from a Wisconsin storm were confirmed to be twins by an atmospheric research center. I guess if you wanted some useless knowledge, that was some combination of that as well, all at the same time. Anyways, according to a new study, nearly 80% of people sometimes suspect their co-workers are lying and not really ill when they use a sick day. Yeah, you know that what those people are called, correct? I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, I have a friend that they went to a nudist beach after calling into uh, calling into work. I was like, I'm not sure if I want to know this, but hey, it's just kind of one of those things that I guess sometimes people want to overshare. Anyways, a poll asked people to name things that aren't as good as they used to be. Some some of the answers were stuff like school, TV manners. I wish I had um, they had asked me. I would have just been an ass and said uh, pollsters. Um, Amazon Jeff Bezos is 58 today. If if only there were a, um, there were a website where I could go order him an overpriced gift with same day delivery. Just go think about that. And then a fact of the day: drinking alcohol improves your ability to speak a foreign language. Finally, an explanation for Johnny Depp getting all his roles. Oops! What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, so if you need a random joke for today, you can try this. If you want to be sure that you'll never forget your wife's birthday, just try forgetting it once. If you need a phone starter for today, try this. What ridiculous thing has someone tricked you into doing or believing? Did you know the word gullible is not in the dictionary? Anyways, if you need something for the water cooler, try this. The average parent says this almost 600 times per year. What is it? Hurry up. Hurry up. Anyways, you've been listening to the Rated R Safety Show exclusively on Radio Big and on Safety FM. We can't do what we do without you, the most important part of both of our stations, and that's the listener. Can't do it. Just can't do it. Seriously. So thank you for taking a listen and hanging out. You can come out, hang out with me. I'll be over at radiobig.fm for the next two hours or so. Or you can stick it out here on Safety FM if you're so inclined to do so and listen to what is going on inside of the world of safety. If I can leave you with a thought for today, I would love to leave you with this one. It is good to have and end the journey towards, but it is the journey that matters in the end. So think about that in the long run. Anyways, our newest ebook is available now on Safety FM Plus if you want to take a gander of it. So there you go. Knock yourself out with that. Anyways, thank you for hanging out, taking a listen to what we have going on. I will see you at Radio Big. If not, we can hang out again tomorrow. Keep it locked. Thanks for everything that you do. I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you. Mean it. Duh. And goodbye. <laughs> 
The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.